I've got energy. Got a lot of energy. What kind of energy do you have? A lot. A lot of energy? Is that is that a quantifiable energy? Nope. Is it like adhesions? Nope. <laughs> it's all due to adhesions. It's all adhesions. Oh, you're going to like this one. I don't even know how to pronounce it anymore because I just I made it up way too early. Hello, my fellow Biz Badalonians. That's uh, it's, it's not the worst. It's getting there. It's not the worst. Biz Badalonians, right? Like Babylonians? Yeah, like Babylonians. Got it. Welcome to Biz Body, guys, the podcast for health and wellness practitioners about running a sustainable and successful business that helps people. I'm your host, Keith Shimon, and with me is Brandon Miller. Howdy. Howdy. Before we get started, make sure you go over to bizbody.net and sign up for the newsletter. You know, we picked up a five-star review on iTunes this past week. Jen Impact writes, a leadership-worthy podcast. I have found this podcast friendly, useful, and smart. I see the two hosts as leaders in the fitness industry. I hope this reaches other self-employed practitioners and trainers like myself. Too often, there are podcasts launching off a whim and cute ideas. This one is not one of those. I'm impressed with Keith and Brandon's willingness to share their experiences and show humility in their business process. Thanks, Jen Impact. You know, we focus on sharing as many experiences as possible because of how much catch-up we felt was necessary to go out on our own and start a business. So, I mean, that's the whole reason why we're doing this. If we can impact other people and help them um, with what we went through and we wished that this was around when we started, which um, it just wasn't. So we thought, why not create it? So it's awesome that it's helping you. And hopefully, you know, it helps others. And these reviews definitely allow us to reach other people that may need this type of information. So that's awesome. Lastly, if there is another professional or a different professional that you would like us to interview that you guys look up to, or a topic that you'd just like us to cover, you know, send us a personal message on Facebook or subscribe to the newsletter because that's the email to reach us. So today we go over networking with professionals. And what's funny about this is the fact that Brandon just went today to network with another professional. So we're going to talk about his experience um, with that. And then also the way that we set up networking with other professionals, kind of step by step. And because we have a process that we that we go through, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's exactly the way things go. But it's just kind of a general guideline of how we set this up to uh, to head this up. Um, we're gonna have Brandon talk about the different steps that we do. So I think um, anytime you're talking about professionally networking, um, we're talking about mostly, um, not necessarily networking um, to go out and find potential clients, but Understanding that all of our clients, for the most part, um, work with other professionals outside of us, right? Um, you know, I've got clients that see massage therapists. I've got clients that see physical therapists. I've got clients um, that go to the chiropractor. And all these different health professionals have their way of doing things and their ideas of how um, my client or somebody else's client is currently doing at that given scenario. And I think that, um, you know, to be a responsible professional that um, is looking out for the best interests of, you know, your client, you should try to be on the same page with these people, um, you know. And I think that that's something that, honestly, over the last, you know, six, seven years especially, I've seen a huge lack in transparency um, where, you know, 
egos get in the way. People think that, you know, their stuff is better than somebody else's or I'm higher on the food chain than you are. Like, you know, which in in the long term, like really just comes back to hurt the client. Um, And I think that from our perspective, we've actually tried to go out and meet more of these people to try to see um, where they're coming from, what their ideas are. You know, um, we realize that we're in a sector that we do something very, very specific and we're very, very good at the specific thing that we do. And anything outside of our little sandbox, we like to have other people that are very good at other things, right? So, you know, that way, if I run into an issue with a client that's having a certain issue that I just typically don't deal with, and that's out of the scope of our practice or outside of our playground, I like to have other professionals that I can refer them to that can give me another perspective or another idea of maybe what we're missing or what we're not seeing, you know, at this time. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a reason those people exist. Like, you know, good, bad, and indifferent, whether you agree with, you know, this or that, it doesn't really matter. The fact is, if if those people hadn't had success, they wouldn't be around. Yeah. So there's there's a scenario that, you know, everybody fits in it into, and it just, it comes down to where do they fit when and with what certain scenario, and right? With, and how do they fit in with you? Exactly. And, you know, like, I think that, um, you know, where we have really... Um, gotten better at is going out and actually understanding or trying to understand better what some of these people actually do, Yeah, you know? And uh, I think that uh, having a five minute conversation on the phone doesn't get it. I don't think that looking at somebody's website really puts it into perspective. If I'm going to send a client that I've had for three or four years that I truly value and that I have more of a just client um, professional relationship, meaning I'm generally invested in their overall health. Yeah, I want to send them to somebody that I know is going to take just as good a care of them as I do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because that person, regardless of what you may think, is a reflection of you if you're the one that referred them, right? So I think that... Well, it's, um, your, it's your team. You know, it's like you don't realize that, you know, just because you don't hire people, that you have a team. And that team is a complete reflection of yourself. And we got stuck in a couple different scenarios. I mean, we <laughs> we shared space with somebody just to, to be completely along the lines of being transparent. And we shared space with another practitioner who was a who was a Cairo who we thought were a complete alignment with, but we realized that we definitely weren't. And we signed a, a lease with them. Right. More of an awakening process. It was, it was more just like, a learning experience. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like the whole idea that you don't know what you don't know. And we didn't have processes in place to vet people. Yeah, like, completely. I think, you know, we, um, we went about it like, because we feel like we're very transparent, right? We're very yeah. transparent in what we think, how we believe. Um, but I don't think other people are like that, you know? And I think that some people would like to think they are, but ultimately it always, you know, like in the back of people's minds, it's always about what's in it for them. And yeah. Well, I, I think mean, there, there's also the trait, like not just transparency, but like I think it also comes back to: Are you capable of sitting back and knowing that you may not, 
you may not have access to information about yourself to be able to understand what you're going through. So like you don't know as much about yourself and how you take circumstances to even be transparent about it because you may not even be aware of it yet. So opening yourself up to understanding what the heck's even going on in that scenario, um, you you may just not even know that those problems exist, or you may just completely avoid them because it makes you uncomfortable to have those conversations. Right. You know, and that and that's totally along those same lines. And I think, you know, because we've ran into certain scenarios like this in the past, and, you know, we've also had practitioners, like, call us up and be like, why aren't you referring more clients to me? You know, and you need it, to it, sounds, clients. it sounds funny and it sounds ridiculous, but I mean, that's legitimately happened to us, mm. you know, and it's like, it puts you in a situation where you're like, uh, well, that's not really what we discussed, Yeah, but we, you know, you also got to take a look at yourself in the mirror and say, well, if that was their thought process going into it, I must've not done a very good job of communicating like how we work with you know, practitioners or um, how we work with other people that yeah. we want to be a part of our team, right? We've this taken ownership never a, of it. Yeah, it's I mean, never been a tit for tat, you know, like I don't have a scorebook that I keep track of, you know, when a practitioner sends me a client, oh, I'm going to put a check mark down to Dr. So-and-so because he sent me a client. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we send thank yous, you yeah. know, to our practitioners that refer us over clients, but I don't keep a an Excel spreadsheet like of, how, of how many people they've sent us. You know, like I don't. That's never been what it was about for us. But mm-hmm. I know that's how now. That's how that some people think of it. Is like I sent you two clients, you send me two clients. Yeah. You know, and if you don't send me those two clients, I'm not going to send you any more clients. Yeah. You know, and it's like, do you really want to be in a in a professional alignment with somebody like that? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's taken those scenarios for us to start to you know, create a process for us that we feel comfortable now that, you know, it's like any other client that walks through the door, they get, our professional networks get vetted just like our potential clients get vetted now where, yeah, you know what? Like I spend a little more time when I'm considering bringing another professional into our network so that I feel like by the time we say yes, that we're on the same page, expectations have been laid out. We understand thoroughly their process and what they do. They understand thoroughly our process and what we do. And we're kind of in agreement with how this is going to flow and how this is going to work. And until we get to that defining moment where I believe that, you know, you and I are on the same page, I don't refer to that person, you know, and I don't necessarily expect them to refer to us, you know, and I don't go into any of those meetings um, expecting anything outside of, I just want to know what you do better so that if I have a client that has a certain scenario that you're really good at, I can I can send that client over to you and feel like they're going to be taken care of and be t- and be taken care of well, right? So, you know, well, I think I think like when you when you thoroughly know what the other person's doing because because your intention walking into that meeting is literally about them and not about yourself. It changes everything. And and most people, when they go into that meeting, are just kind of like they want to show off what they do. Like, I want to see what, like, this is what I do. This is what I do. To start things off, maybe just really invest in that other person. So you just truly know what their process is, if it aligns with your process, and then if it can actually help the people that help the people that you can help in the way that they can help them. 
best advice I can give, and this is based on experience, and Keith can uh, definitely relate to this, is um, we were fortunate when we first started our business to get into a scenario where there was another what, close to 30 other health practitioners, um, holistic health pr- practitioners in the same space that we were in, meaning we were in kind of this uh, wellness center that had a bunch of holistic um, health practitioners. And we thought, holy crap, like, this is great because, you know, we've got this new idea, this new technique that we're using that's definitely outside the norm. Um, people are going to really flock to it, but people are are already um, searching this place out for alternative type things, this will be great, you know? And I think that, you know, we went into it a little naive. Um, It was our first, you know, venture out. It's our first space. First space, man. And it's like, you know, you have all of a sudden all these other practitioners and, you know, we're like, hey, let's, we have an instant network of people. Mm -hmm. The problem was... You know, again, they all do the same thing. They all do relatively the same thing. And the expectations were, you know, I want you to help build my business, you know. And the funny thing was, out of all those practitioners, I think we were the only ones that didn't go into that scenario thinking, oh, well, I don't have to do any work anymore because all these people are going to funnel me. They're going to market. All their, all their excess clients or clients that have these issues that they can't resolve. And we're going to have so many clients we won't know to do with. Yeah. The problem was they thought that way. So they thought that, oh, I'm in this space with 30 other health and wellness practitioners. They'll funnel clients to me. And when that didn't happen, I remember sitting in these meetings with all these other practitioners just yelling at each other because they expected when they signed their lease to be a part of this community that other people were going to build their business. Well, I think... think I didn't even think about this until just now when you said that was the idea that it's up to us to find people that fit within our communities that trust us with clients. And it's up to us to make the connections, to find the people that we can refer people out to. And if we're not doing those things, other people can't understand what you do as well as you do, right? right? And you don't know what other people do unless you experience it to see if it fits within what you need. Because if you if you don't even know you need it, like what kind of what kind of relationship do you have? It's gonna be built on a, on, on like a really crappy foundation and the whole the whole house of cards is gonna come crumbling down. Right. And I think, you know, when we initially um started talking about like this conversation of how we were going to do this you know, it's kind of like, okay, well, we can talk about how we've went out and networked and how we built this process to vet people and things. But I want I want to really make sure that we hit the message home, like to people that are, are trying to build a business. If you're networking only to get clients, you're, you're wasting your time. Yeah. Like you're wasting your time. You're wasting the other professionals time that you're dealing with. Your ultimate goal in, in, in networking with other professionals should be none other than to build a team around what you do and taking care of your clients outside of the realm of what your specific niche is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you go into that, go into it with that mindset, your client is always going to be taken care of. They're always going to come back to you because they trust you because you know, they know that you have their best interest in heart and you don't go into these meetings with these people 
with the anticipation that you're going to get something out of it. And yeah. I think when you go in with that mindset, you have a tendency to not even listen to what the what the other person has to say because you're so in tune with, well, what? how can I get my stuff in there? So how do they know what I do so they can send me more clients? Yeah. And I think that since we have made that adjustment really over the last couple of years, like our professional network has grown in a sense where I trust everybody in our network now, yeah, like completely. implicitly, right? Yeah. Like where I know if I send a client over to so-and-so that not only are they going to get taken care of, but I'm probably going to get a phone call about what they saw, what they think, and then maybe even trying to give me some advice on what I can do to better help that client when they come back yeah. or in the midst of working with them together, right? So the communication level is tenfold what it used to be. And, you it's know, like being, it's being a connector, you right. know, and, and like as you're listening to their needs and this, and this is what makes the sales side of things, not even sales. It, you're, people are, are always worried about sales. And I know this is a completely different, um, we'll talk about topic, that in a later episode, different episode we'll have completely on sales is the idea that you're trying to find needs. And you're trying to match needs with people. You're a connector of those people that you think can solve those problems, especially if you don't do everything because you know what you do, you can really help somebody. And right. they're going to trust you that much more because you know how many people are aligning people and connecting people with other people? Not a whole ton. And right. that's that's what's lacking and what's going to differentiate you from everybody else is trust. Right. And I think that clients see that in the long term. Like they see... When you genuinely, I mean, for lack of a better term, like give a shit, like you actually care more than just how much money they're paying you. Right. And I think that, um, you know, as we've gone through this whole process, it's definitely changed my perspective and what, you know, what I look for and how I try to set up meetings, um, and, old, you know, old Brandon versus new Brandon. Right. Old Brandon would have told you to go kiss my ass, you know, like that your shit sucks and ours is 10 times better and I don't need any of you people. Um, but that's just not the case, you know, and I think, you know, as you grow and mature and, you know, actually, um, you know, are are more of a business owner, more you start to realize those things. Like you can't you do know, it by yourself. Your shit doesn't stink. Like yeah. everybody's shit stinks. Yeah. So it's just a matter of, you know, what do you do? What do you do really well? And what are the things that you need help with? And then can you find those people to fill in the gaps? Yeah. And, you know, like, so when we talked about earlier, like, how do you, how do you set up a process to start to build a network like that? And I think the first step is, you know, asking your clients, who are you seeing? Like mm-hmm. what other practitioners, what other professionals are you seeing on a regular basis and why? And yeah. what do you like about them? You know, and what makes you feel safe and comfortable with them? And hey, I've been going to this guy for years. I really like him. He does this or she does that. Great. Is there any way you can make an introduction? Right? So yeah. if you're working with that client, that's the easiest way to start making introductions to other professionals is who are your clients already working with? Right? Mm-hmm. Because they obviously trust you enough to pay you money to make them feel better and to, you know, to reach whatever goals they may have, but they're also paying other people. So they must value their service and value their knowledge as well. That's the easiest way to start to slowly start to build a network of people. And if I've got a handful of clients that have the same physical therapist every time they get hurt or they go to the same chiropractor, um, there's a pretty good chance that that guy probably has got a 
together somehow. Like, yeah. and I want to know how. Like, I want to know what it is that he specifically does and what he's what he's really good at. Because if I've got four or five clients that have that issue, I'm probably going to have more down the line that have that issue, right? Yeah. yeah. So having your clients help you with that initial, you know, introduction is a great way to start. Yeah. And then, you know, once you have that initial contact with that professional, hey, set up, you know, a time to go grab some coffee or go grab um, a yeah. beer, whatever it is that you choose to do, because it's put more of a schedule. casual setting. It's yeah, like, put in your schedule. you're not on my turf. I'm not on your turf. It's, it doesn't become a, a big pissing contest. You know, well, I do this, I do that. It's more of a casual, let's have a conversation, right? And schedule, what, and schedule it when you have the time already. Like, make sure it's a priority, because what ends up happening, like you and I have done before, is the fact that you get busy. You get right. busy with schedules. You get busy with seeing clients. You get busy doing uh, whatever you're doing. But those professional connections, you should be prioritizing. You should make sure that you're doing at least maybe one a week or, or at least two a month. And then from there taking detailed notes of how it may or may not fit within your structure. So at least you know who you've talked to, what you've talked about, so that like when you're talking to other people, because it's if you have something, um, if you're doing and delivering a service that's very unique, you may need a team of people that are a little bit further out because you may be a destination. Right. So if you're fitting people in in different areas, like we're one of the only people that do what we do at the level that we do within the state of Wisconsin. So we have people traveling two, three hours away for our services sometimes. It's nice to have at least different locations within the greater Milwaukee area of Mequon all surrounding us, um, maybe even up to an hour away that we can refer to just so we can provide better value towards our clients. Right. And I think, you know, one of the things that we talk about, like, with making this a priority is, you know, it's easy when you're busy to push it to the back burner. Like, I've done it. I know Keith's done it. Everyone does that. You know, I think everybody does it because, you know, you're always going to prioritize your current clientele or making money over... Netflix. You know, yeah, going out and meeting other people, right? But I can tell you flat out, and we've learned this the hard way, is you can't let that happen because when you're the busiest, it only takes a handful of clients that either get better or move away or go on vacation for three months that all of a sudden your schedule opens wide open and you don't have anything to do and you don't have anything scheduled. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, from that perspective, you know, it's never ideal you're just going to have to make time for it. And I try my best to, to make sure that that happens. This um, initial meeting that I had this morning actually came about through a friend of ours who is in the exercise industry, who we really respect, um, does a really great job on social media and things of that sort. And he is a connector. Like out of the majority of people that I know, this guy connects with other people better than most people I've ever been around. Like he's in the mix everywhere. He's in the know everywhere. He knows everybody. It's crazy. Like how much, you know, he gets out and busts his butt getting to know all these different people. So, yeah. you know, when he sends me somebody, I typically listen, right. Like, and he likes air supply. Right. And so like, I, I just, you know, this individual that I met with this morning was a referral through him 
And we had a, you know, a, a simple discourse back and forth on social media. Mm-hmm. And that led to, hey, you know, let's get together sometime and, and over coffee and talk shop. Well, then I had a couple clients this morning cancel last minute. And I, I was just on his website two nights ago. So I know that he doesn't start until one o'clock today. So I just shot him a message and was like, hey, my morning opened up. You want to grab some coffee, talk some shop? He was like, great. That works perfect for me. So, you know, we spent an hour learning, like basically learning what it is that that this individual does and what what he specifically specializes in. Now, you know, through that meeting, I have a lot of questions about like how his particular mode of treating people actually works. And I think, you know, for me to understand it more fully and for me to be comfortable maybe bringing this guy into our network, it's going to take more than just a a coffee meeting this morning. Um, But we've already made plans for me to go out and see him and go through his process so I can start to see specifically what it is that he does and maybe where he falls in the realm of what we may or may not be looking for. Because, you know, it's worth my time to spend, you know, an hour or two hours vetting somebody so that I don't make a mistake sending a client over to somebody that maybe they come back and say, wow, why did, why did you send me over to this guy? Like, or why did you send me over to this girl? Like they didn't do anything like what you told me. So, you know, I'm going to go over, I'm going to see, like, I want to see what his intake process is. I want to see what his process is for evaluation. I want to see what he finds with me. And I want to see him lay out a, a almost like a treatment process. Yeah, yeah, um, completely. And until I'm fully comfortable with how that all those things kind of line up, I can't make an informed decision on whether or not I want to bring this guy into our circle or not. Yeah. Right? But whether I agree or disagree or understand or don't understand what it is he's talking about or where his philosophy falls, I'd still like for me to take the extra time to say, yep, I really don't agree with where he's at. And I'm not going to send any clients over there. Or what if he surprises me and shows me some things that for whatever reason, he just couldn't articulate well enough in a conversation. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy crap, this is really cool stuff. Like, I would have never known that if I wouldn't have taken the little extra time. Or being to, open enough. To right. It. To yeah. see whether or not it, it's a fit or not. Yeah. And if it's not, it's not. And that's okay. Like, there's no, no harm, no foul, in my opinion. Um, but again... When you're talking about the overall well-being of your client, like I will take that time to make sure that my client is taken care of if I send them somewhere else. And I think that, you know, if you can come up with your own process, you don't have to follow ours. You don't have to, you know, take as much time as maybe Keith and I take when we try to vet somebody, but at least have some sort of semblance of a process of, you know, what you do every time you meet or try to meet another professional and see whether or not that that person falls within the circle of people you're looking for. Um, well, I think I think to to kind of summarize what Brandon was talking about, I'm just going to rifle off a couple of bullet points that we had. Um, number one, to find find a good professional. Um, number one, know what types of things you need to add value to your clients and your practice, and. By doing that, by finding good professionals, you know, ask your clients who they've used in the past, um, find, make a list of local practitioners and keep notes on which practitioners are out there. Make sure that, um, do your homework, like look up online, see what they've done in the past, um, how you would relate to them. But overall set up 
Try to set up a professional interview, one where it makes it convenient for them and not for you, right? Um, make sure that you're on time. Make sure that you communicate with them. Make sure that you have an interview process down. Uh, if you subscribe to the newsletter, we're going to be putting out um, a step-by-step process of how we go through what we do. Um, so that's actually going to be on um on the newsletter. We, we find out how is this going to benefit our current clients. Um, from there, you give them honest feedback. So number one is find finding good professionals. Number two is set up a professional interview. Number three, deliver value. And what I mean by this is value exchange. Is it valuable for you? Is it valuable for them? And is it valuable for your clients? So start with them and choose to see how to experience their process. Um, Know how to quantify and qualify the results. And also, what kind of results are you getting? All right. And lastly, following up. And this is where a lot of people drop the ball. It's making sure that as soon as you're done, that you send them a thank you, that, you, that you're very conscious of their time and the effort that they had made in order to even meet with you. Um, show them your results if you say, yes, this is a go, and they do give you a client. Um, and also thank you for, uh, put, give them thank yous for that client. And also thank them if they send you a referral your way. So these are all huge points. And again, um, we're going to have a level step-by-step interview process written up for uh, for the newsletter. So go ahead and check that out at uh, bizbody.net and sign up there. Um, do you have anything to add, Brandon? No, I think uh, you hit you hit the nail on the head. I think it's just a matter of you know the biggest thing that I see when we talk to other professionals, uh, even friends of ours in this in this field, is the follow-up. You know, um, it's huge. It goes a long way. Like. I can't, you know, express we'll, it enough. We'll have a whole show on just the follow-up and communication. Right. I mean, I got back this morning after meeting uh, with this individual and immediately sent him a thank you email. Hey, thanks for taking the time. I know you got a busy schedule. I appreciate you squeezing me in. Dude, you're better, you're better at that than I am for sure. I, I got to get better at my electronic communication. Right. It, it just goes a long way, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that, um, you know, people appreciate that because... Man, you're a gifter. Yeah. Like you, you know what people like, like innately before they do. You're, you're like one of those types of people. And I'm just, I'm just, my brain's not wired that way. I guess that makes me a little more selfish, right? Maybe a little. <laughs> okay, guys. Um, next week, look for a uh, interview with a chiropractic friend of ours, John Corsi. He goes over a whole bunch of really awesome pieces about scaling your business, about professional networking, and how to find other potential um, practitioners to join your team. So for more, go over to bizbody.net and sign up for that newsletter. We send out free tools and workflows that go with some of the shows. For more, go over to bizbody.net and sign up for the newsletter. Uh, We send out free tools and workflows that go with some of the shows. And you know, we might be even teaming up with a couple different people for a mastermind event in the future. So that's where we'll coordinate all of that. Uh, Please go over to iTunes and give us a five-star review and leave us a positive comment. It helps other people find the show. And if it helps you at all, it can definitely help a lot of other people. If you want to check out our practice, go over to body-activation.com. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time. 